Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged by today's message. Now here's Pastor On. If you have your Bible with you, uh, turn with me to Numbers 13. I'll read this passage of Scripture to you. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving the Israelites. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land, and they came back to Moses and Aaron, and the whole Israel community at Gadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they reported to them and to the whole assembly, and they showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But, but, let me say that again, but, the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But, 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 the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. And we read later on in Numbers 14, verse 11, the Lord says to Moses, how long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? So I have two titles for today's message. One title, I'll call this message, Chosen to Believe. And the other title is a title that I think if a youth leader, like Davey was preaching, he probably would title this message, Don't Let a Butt Lead You. I want to read another scripture in Deuteronomy 14.2. And this is about you as God's people. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord has chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. Do you know that God calls us as Christians to be different? We're called to be different than the world. The Lord says about us that we are chosen to be a peculiar people, a different people. See, the Lord looks upon the earth and he knows who belongs to him because he's chosen you. And the reason why we as believers are peculiar is because we choose to believe God. We choose to believe in his word. We choose to live a different way than what the world says and how the world is living. 
We are called to be different. And you know that you know that you know when you have truly accepted Christ into your life because he changes you. The Holy Spirit comes into you and everything changes. Your perspective changes. What you see is important changes. It's almost like blinders have been lifted from your eyes and you realize, boy, have I been living the wrong way, believing the wrong thing all these years. And the Holy Spirit awakens you. Your affections change. And even how you speak changes. You know, if you weren't here this Friday night, we had amazing talent, amazing rap stars, truly, who've gotten saved out of the world and are now in the church using their gift for God. But if we had asked them to do their performances before Christ, we would have had to bleep every single other word out of their songs. But what happened to them? They come up here and they have incredible gifts and talents and testimonies and they display what happens when the Holy Spirit comes into us. We are changed. And the world will look upon us and say, those people are peculiar. And the reason is we're peculiar because God has changed us. You cannot help receive Christ into your life where the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and not be changed. We're changed by the power of God. So God comes and he says to Moses, I am giving you your own land, a land separate from all the other lands. I'm giving you your own place to raise your families, to live, to learn my ways. I'm pulling you out from another land that has another authority whose name is Satan, who rules the kingdoms of the earth, the Bible says. He even offered the kingdoms of the earth to Jesus if Jesus would bow down and worship him. He says, I'm pulling you out from Satan's rule and now I will be your God. And you will teach your children my ways and this land will be covered by the favor of the Lord. So we see in 2 Corinthians six seventeen, the Lord says, so come out Come out from among unbelievers and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean. And listen, I will graciously receive you and welcome you with favor. With favor. With favor. How many want favor on their lives today? Come on. How many want God to touch you and pour favor over your life? See, God still gives us our own land. God still gives us, as his people, our own land. It's called the church. We come out from another land, and we come into a new land, who God is the authority now. He's the covering now. And he pours his favor into our lives, into our children. See, when... Moses asked the spies, the 12 spies, to go and spy out the land. 
He wasn't asking them to decide whether they approve of the land. Listen, you got to get this. It wasn't their choice. God had picked out the land for them. God had established a place for them. And God has set his ways by which we should live. And in all of God's ways, that's how we're covered by his favor. That's how our lives are changed. That's how blessing comes into our lives. Because God puts us into a land that he's chosen. And God will use in that land, in the church, he will use spiritual leaders. And he will use scripture that we receive every time we're together to guide us into the favor that he wants into our lives. To help us be changed from all the pollution and cleansed from the pollution of this other land and the deception of this other land and the wrong teachings of this other land and the wrong mindsets of this other land. He'll use spiritual leaders and scripture to bring us into divine favor. But listen, you will always be challenged by buts. But, but, but pastor, I love him so much. But pastor, I love her so much. I get it. But we're not called to live by feelings. I get it. But everybody that loves you is saying that this person is pulling you out of the land of favor and bringing you back into a land where there's a, a harsh dictator. His name is the devil. But pastor, this job that's being offered to me, it pays so much money. I get it. I get it. But who will be your God? Will it be the Lord? Or will it be money? Who will be your God? Who will you follow? So you don't want to serve God anymore because this job's going to pull you out of church every single weekend? Do you want to serve mammon? Don't, haven't you read your Bible that you can't serve God and money? Because God has money for you, but it will be covered by favor. It will be covered by blessing. It won't be a curse. It won't destroy you. It won't pull you out of God's destiny. It won't destroy your marriage. It won't destroy your kids. It won't rob your eternal destiny and your children's legacy. But pastor, but pastor, these are all things I hear all the time. The voices of the, the ten spies. But, but, but. I love working at a bar. So you love working at a bar? How about loving Jesus more than the serving of alcohol to alcoholics and helping to destroy their families 
and their friends and destroy their children. God's got a better land for you. He's got a bar too. Be not drunk on wine, but be drunk in the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, there's no hangover in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't destroy your family. It builds your family. But pastor, here's a big one, but, but, I believe in God. I just don't believe in formal religion. I don't believe in church. Did you read that Jesus came for his church? That the church is his bride? That Jesus is coming back for his church? See, the buts of what Moses had to deal with. There were 12 spies, but 10 of them had butts. I call them buttheads. 10 out of 12 were buttheads. See, goats butt, sheep listen. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. They follow me. So as believers, especially, we will be challenged in our lives with people that will bring their butts. And it's easy to fall prey to the lies of the enemy. And next thing you know, you hear good people saying, but, but, but. But God chooses us to believe in him more than anyone or anything else. He chooses us to be different, to be peculiar. See, who will you follow in life? Young people, who will you follow in life? Older people, who will you follow in life? Will it be, you know, Professor, my wife's a mess? Is that who you'll follow? Will it be the women on the wrong view? Is that who you'll follow? Who will you follow? But pastor, did you see who just got elected? Yes, I did. But do you see who's still seated on the throne? Come on. He's called Wonderful Counselor. He's still Almighty God. He's the Everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. And the Bible says the increase of his government, there will be no end. See, we're not dependent. We're peculiar. We're believers. We're Christians. We're followers of Jesus. We're those whose names are written in the land's book of life. When we stand before God, we will go to heaven. We're not dependent upon who gets elected. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't vote because you should vote. The problem in this world right now is Christians are apathetic. They don't realize that we get to choose our leaders. But we're not dependent upon who gets elected. We're not dependent on what's going to happen with the economy. 
We're not dependent upon our present circumstances because we are peculiar. We choose to believe God's Word. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We choose to believe that God's plan will prevail. That what is written, as it has come to pass over thousands of years, everything spoken and prophesied, will continue to come to pass. We're peculiar. We believe in God. We believe in his ways. Jeremiah 29, 1, we believe in this scripture, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That's what we believe. See, let me say this to you today. Receive this for yourself, that God's plans for your life will prevail. I don't care what you might be experiencing right now, but God's plans for your life will prevail. But what we need to do for those plans to prevail, we need to choose to believe God. And we need to choose to stay in the land that he's called for you to be in. You know, my wife Lori encouraged the parents, never leave the house of God. This is the land that God says favor comes from. Moses sent 12 spies out. Two of 12 believed in his promise. The other 10, they believed too, but they believed more so in their feelings. They followed their feelings. They believed more so and what they were seeing and hearing, that it's just too hard to follow God. It's just too hard to go into the land that God has promised to us and God says it's favoring. It's just too hard. And they went with the crowd. 10 out of 12 became buttheads. They went with the crowd. Because they followed what is called in psychology group think. How many have heard that word, group think? Let me explain it to you. Group think is something that happens to people, and it's when a group psychology takes over individual reasoning and thought. It's like people throw their brains away because there's a momentum in the group that's saying, go this way, go this way. And the whole group might be ready to fall off a cliff, but the psychology of the group is taking over a person's individual thinking and wisdom. We are seeing this happening now more than ever. You see this in riots, in protests, in the street, and you you see good people with good intentions. Next thing you know, they're committing violent acts. What happened? They got caught up in group thinking, the group psychology. We see this in people just blindly following and ingesting whatever the group media is saying and, and Hollywood is saying. 
not stopping and having critical thought and looking and saying, what does God say, though? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You know, a, a great example for you business people out there is in how many here have been, were alive in 1985? Okay, quite a few of you. Well, back in 1985, you might remember that the Coca-Cola company comes out with a new product called New Coke. Do you remember that? New Coke? So it was a disaster for the company. They decide to change a recipe that they've been successful in for 99 years. How did that happen? They studied it and they said, some loudmouths in the company started causing group think. And everyone started following the loudest voices and not stopping and paying attention and studying out that the results of their study are saying, this is going to be a flop. But the group think, the loud voices, everyone started you know, following this crowd. And they literally almost took the company off a cliff because they followed the crowd. They followed the crowd. See, we're called not to have group think. We're called to have God think. We have to think with the mind of Christ. The Bible calls it the mind of Christ because it's happening in so many ways, even in churches, following the crowd, following the teachings of culture, Entire denominations, Christian churches, following the crowd, following the culture, not thinking, what does God say in his word? Media and universities pushing transgender men into women's sports. Drag queens teaching your children in school. Now, every single one of us, even unbelievers, if they just think, they would think, this isn't good. But they're following the crowd, following group think. It's a psychology. And the devil gets involved. And he's trying to take your children, my children, society, one family at a time, off a cliff and put them on the highway to hell to destroy God's peculiar people and to destroy the place called the church that God has promised is the only place to have favor, to have wholeness, to be changed, for families to be restored. The only place that will preach the word to get you to heaven. See, Joshua and Caleb, they stood up against the crowd. Two against ten. They, choose, they chose to believe in God, his promise, and they chose to follow the spiritual leader that God had put over them, Moses. Two out of ten. You know, I was thinking about that, and, and you know, at times you feel outnumbered. In this culture, and everything you hear and everything you see happening, you feel outnumbered. But listen, the last time that I read, 
It was one-third of the angels that follows Satan. And they're here working. I tell you, they're here working because they were cast down to earth. But guess what? If you do your math right, we have two-thirds with us. Two-thirds of heaven and God Almighty who controls everything is with us, is with you. He's with you. God wants to walk with you. Someone asked me last week, so well, how's the church doing? You know, I know you guys have been moving and with COVID and all that. And my answer to this person was, church is doing great because we have a Joshua and Caleb spirit. The church has a Joshua and Caleb people. The church is doing great. And whatever land God brings us to, East Greenwich, we say, thank you, Lord. We take possession, and we're fruitful and multiply. Quonset. Thank you, Lord. We take possession. We're fruitful and multiply. Can't be in Quonset anymore. Warwick. We take possession. We're fruitful and we multiply and we're calling upon God. Use us, Lord, to change the world. Come on. Because we're people that have chosen to believe God wholeheartedly, not compromised, not following the crowd. We're going to do it his way and everything he gives us we're going to be grateful for. I thank this church filled with people who are humble, who love the Lord, who fight for unity, who resist the butts, the butts, the butts, the butts. And saying, God, we're going to use our lives to bring the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's why there's one life change after another here. That's why there's one family change after another. That's why there's marriages here restored. That's why broken hearts are healed. That's why addictions are broken. That's why you can feel the love of God amongst the people because we are people that will not compromise. Jesus is our king. The word will rule us, amen? And we have faith that God is still in control of our lives, of this nation, and of our future. And let me tell you something. Jesus is coming back, so we better get ready. Jesus is coming back sooner than when we think. I'm excited today because I feel God's up to something in this earth. But listen, you have to be careful as a believer to not let disappointments cause you to stop listening to buttheads or to become a butthead. You got to be careful not to let hurts disagreements. Well, I don't like the church. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too this. They should do that. They should do that. Be careful to not allow critical spirits to cause you to come against the very land God wants to bless you in and the very leaders that God would put over you.
Do you know that they wanted to stone Moses? The ten spies. They started getting everybody in a ruckus. They wanted to stone Moses. God steps in and says, move over. I can't take this anymore. I'm going to kill them all. And Moses, as so many spiritual leaders have his heart, God, please, please, come on. We all make mistakes, God. Please, God, cover us with grace. He stands up for the people. That's what we do. We stand up for this world. We stand up for people that are against Jesus, that are against the church. We love everybody. We even love Nancy Pelosi for the political. We pray for her salvation. We pray for political leaders that might be against the church. We pray for them. We pray for them. That's what we're called to do. You're called to pray for your brother-in-law who hates anything to do with God and mocks you. You're called to pray for him. You know, Thanksgiving is coming, so you're going to be seeing your brother-in-law. <laughs> pray for us. But, you know, but, but people, they want to steal your dream. They want to steal your faith. They want to mock who you are because you're peculiar. You don't believe like them. You know, it's interesting that unbelievers tend to point to all the flaws that we have as believers and point to all the flaws of the church. Yeah, but the, this one and that one and that one. But I thought you were a Christian. You ever hear that one? But I thought you were a Christian. You know, when this, this funny thought came to me that when you come into the presence of a butt person and they stop mocking your faith and mocking your church and mocking who you are, just turn the other cheek. I'll give you a second. Let that sink in. The youth leaders get that. <laughs> but an unbeliever, I'm going to call the music ministry forward, an unbeliever <laughs> mocking a believer is like you and I trying to tell Tom Brady how to throw a football. Pray for them. Pray for them. You know, but we will all be faced with challenges to our faith, to how we believe, how we live, how we think as believers, because we're peculiar people. God has chosen us to be different. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Be different. Your friends need you to be a light. They need you in school to be different. Because if you're not different, what will they be attracted to? Yeah. I tell young people all the time, listen, young people, kids in school looking for someone to follow. Yeah. Why don't you lead them? Yeah. You show them the way. Yeah. Why are you having all these buttheads leading them yeah. to the wrong way? Yeah. You show them the way. 
Because they, they know the truth is written in our hearts, the Bible says. They're looking for someone that's strong, that says, I don't have to get on the highway to hell. I'm getting on the highway to heaven. Come and follow me. Because that way leads you to damnation and, and tragedy in life. I have a better way. Can we be strong? Can we have Joshua and Caleb spirits in this hour? When King Saul said to David, David, what are you doing? You think you can take on this Goliath, this giant? Come on, are you kidding? At that point, David had to decide who he was going to believe. Was he going to believe the but? But David, you're small. But David, you're not a military guy. You're not a so. But David, look how big this giant. Was he going to believe the but? Or was he going to believe God? David chose to believe God. And he took down the giant. When Joseph was rejected by his own family, can you imagine your family, your brothers saying, We're gonna, let's kill this guy. And your brothers come and they're, they're planning to kill you. And they end up selling you into slavery. Imagine the rejection. Talk about rejection. Talk about needing a counselor. Joseph held on to his dream that God gave him. He knew that he knew that God had a dream for him. And God showed him that he would be successful and he would be blessed. And he held on to that while he was in prison, while he was beaten, while he was lied about, while he was called a, a rapist. And he held on to the truth. God has a dream that he put in my heart. And he decided to believe in God. When Peter was betrayed, when Peter betrayed Jesus, he couldn't handle the pressure. The crowd was too big. Everyone was against Jesus. He was caught up in groupthink. And he betrays his own Savior. He betrays Jesus. He starts going back into his old ways as a fisherman. Starts cursing again. And they start saying, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were a Christian. Listen to you. Listen. How you I thought you were a Christian. Peter decided at that point that God's mercy, God's goodness is bigger than my failure. Jesus loves me even though I've failed, even though I've sinned, even though I betrayed my Lord. I know His goodness is bigger than my failure. Jesus and Peter decided at that point, I'm going to follow Jesus and not how I feel at this moment. See, you might be here today and you might need to believe again for who God's called you to be. You might need to believe that God can fix your life. You need to believe that God has chosen you to be different than the world 
because he's got your name written in heaven and he wants to be with you someday, but he's got a plan for you on this earth. You need to believe that again because you've been compromising and you've been playing around and the devil's trying to take you out of God's land of favor into another land. Maybe you need to believe for your marriage again. Maybe your marriage is barely hanging on. You need to believe that God is able. God is able. Maybe some of you need to believe that God can heal me from the torment that I'm experiencing, the depression, the suicidal thoughts. I'm always in anxiety. I'm always in worry. I never have peace. Maybe you need to believe that God can take care of you if you let him, if you believe he can. Because Jesus said to the two blind men, according to your faith, be it unto you. Maybe you need to ask God, God, I've been struggling in my faith. Some of you, you're called to, to be pillars in the house of God. Mighty, mighty, mighty men and women of faith in the house of God. And there's always someone throwing a butt, 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 butt. I remember I experienced that when God was calling me to leave my banking career into the ministry. You know how many family members and people that I knew saying, but Ron, but Ron, how are you going to take care of your family? But Ron, how are you going to take care of your new son? But Ron, what are you, crazy? How are you going to survive on, on what the church wants to pay you? But, 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 but. I had to choose to believe God you have called me. God, you can take care of me. God, you have a plan for me and my family. God, you have a legacy for my family, my children, their children. I had to believe against the butts. See, are you hearing butts always speaking to you? You need to stand up today. Come to the altar today and say, I'm going to renounce those voices. I'm going to make a decision I'm going to God's land. I'm going to plug myself into the Lord. I'm going to believe God has a good plan for me. Amen. Let's all stand. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. It helps so much. For more content with Legacy and to connect with us, go to LegacyChurchRI.com. The best is yet to come.